0: Follow the global rally this morning and certainly have risen to the occasion. There are hopes of more government stimulus in the region, which has bolstered riskier assets and has overshadowed a host of other worries from you know the coronavirus right through to Hong Kong and even the growing U.S. civil unrest. Today's uptick does come after stocks in the United States, Europe and even emerging markets hit their highest levels since early March yesterday. Japan's services sector also uh, stayed deep in contraction last month, although the pace of decline has moderated from the previous month, as restraining measures put in place over the coronavirus outbreak hurt businesses and business activity and the jobs market. the third largest economy, Japan is expected to submit a second extra budget to Parliament early next week in order to fund a new $1.1 trillion stimulus to offset the hit from the pandemic. In the United States, markets picked up their late in the day, taking Wall Street to solid gains yesterday. Market participants are beginning to look past the widespread social unrest and pandemic worries to focus instead on easing lockdown restrictions and signs of economic recovery. The S&P 500 and the Nasdaq have closed in positive territory in six of the last seven trading days. And interestingly enough, Zoom video communications has nearly doubled its expectations for annual sales. They said this year that they saw a a drive in in the surge in users as more people work and connect with friends online during coronavirus lockdowns. Zoom has over 265,000 active customers with just over 10 employees. And investors are now awaiting Friday's crucial jobs report from the Labor Department in the United States, Which is expected to show that unemployment rate has surged to a historic 19.7%. And the oil price has risen again and now sits close to its highest level in three months. This comes amid optimism that major producers will begin to extend production cuts as the world begins to recover from the coronavirus pandemic. Both Brent crude and, uh, World Texas Intermediate, West Texas Intermediate, that, that is, have risen sharply in recent weeks from their lows in April, buoyed by continuing recovery in China, while other economies are slowly up, opening up after the lockdowns. Brent crude is forty dollars a barrel now. It's seventeen oh nine for a US dollar, nineteen thirteen for a euro, twenty-one fifty for a pound gold, one thousand seven hundred and twenty eight dollars a fine ounce, eight thirty thirty six for platinum. Arabi EWN business.
1: From business to the news, good morning, Tara.
2: Good morning. In the headlines, 50 more people have died from the coronavirus here in South Africa, bringing the national toll to 755. The health ministry has also confirmed the number of known cases in this country has reached 35,812. The Western Cape remains the epicenter of the virus followed by the Eastern Cape and then Gauteng. Government says it's still studying the High Court's judgment that's declared regulations under levels 3 and 4 of the lockdown invalid and unconstitutional. Pretoria High Court has sided with Reno de Beer and his organisation Liberty Fighters Network, which argued the regulations fail to satisfy the rationality test as they encroach on the rights guaranteed to citizens in the Constitution's Bill of Rights. And with violent clashes between protesters and authorities raging in the United States, anti-police brutality activists are gathering by the thousands in support of the Black Lives Matter movement in various European and African cities. Peaceful protesters highlighted allegations of abuse of black prisoners by their jailers, social and economic inequality and institutional race, racism lingering from the colonial pasts of the Netherlands, Britain and France. Demonstrations over the death of American African-American George Floyd in police custody are continuing for an eighth consecutive night in America. Floyd's killing on camera in Minneapolis last week sparked civil unrest that's since spread nationwide. A fine day in store for Gauteng. Joburg starting out at 5 degrees, reaching a high of 25. Pretoria 17 and 24. Frenniging also won with a high of 24. Fine in Cape Town today, a light northwesterly forecast, a low of 14 and a high of 19 degrees. The-
0: in the traffic this morning, the Gordon Road exits off the N1 in the Rudiput area. Those traffic lights are out. They're also out is uh, Modiphantan Tanred, Redden Van Riebeek in Edenvale.
2: Those are the headlines, this eyewitness news and more at 6 or as it happens. Right,
0: so your mind is moving at the speed of light. Your business demands it. But what about your digital processes? If they're not moving at the same blinding speed, your business will be left behind. Digitise now with Metrophile. We'll convert your physical records to digital as well as provide you with the latest technology to manage your physical and electronic records. We have a 35year pedigree and will give you your information when you need it,
3: where you need it, and how you need it. Metrophile, just for the record. visit metrophile.com. Winter is here, so come and shop for heartwarming deals at Continental linen. Hi, Hilly khan here. Stay warm with winter bedding now 20% off and Sherpa fleece blankets from only 299 rand. Take 20% off all duvet inners, pillows and polypercale linen. Shop queen size 400 thread count linen bundles from only 999 Rand. Stay warm and pay less this winter, only at Continental Linen. Shop in store or online at
1: bedbathhome.co.za. Selling your car? Well, don't just sell it, rather wheelie it. Don't settle for a quick buck. Wheelie it and get the best cash price. Say no to one offer from one buyer. Wheelie has over a 1,000 approved car dealers fighting it out for your car, getting you the best cash price, quick, safe, and hassle-free. Why go anywhere else when you can sell it on Wheelie and get more for your car? That's dot ecoza After all, your car's worth more. So get more on Wheelie.co.za. Early breakfast. That's right. Uh, Early breakfast on 7.02 with myself, Niklaus Bauer. An interesting WhatsApp in here. Uh, We've got from... Who is this? Once again, didn't leave the name. Oh, no. No, it is uh, Morena uh, has messaged in and says, You don't have to resign or dare to. Ms. Wendele Massina must just tender his resignation and pack his PhD material in a box and go home to focus on his research. Tantrums, tantrums, and nothing more. Marina, I agree with you, right? I mean, I know it's very, very blase to say, but I have a, a motto that, you know, those that threaten to do something don't end up doing, doing, doing exactly that. I mean, that's, uh, uh works from resignations to even death threats as well. Uh, people that, uh, do things, just do them. They don't talk about doing them. Uh, it is an interesting one, though. I mean, should Imsu Ndile fall on his own sword or tender his resignation there, he'll join a growing list of a particular generation within the ANC that uh, regard themselves as hard done by, young lions as they were, the Imduduzi Mananas of this world, the Malusi Gagabas of this world. Uh, they'll really claim to have been done badly by a party that they've given a lot of their life to. But at the same time, I wonder, do they ever look in the mirror and consider their own actions and the impact thereof and how it's led to them being where they are today? Just a thought. Any idea that you have on that? Drop us a WhatsApp voice note. Haven't had one of those in a while. 072-702-1702. Early breakfast, 702, this morning. Time now to talk about indigenous languages. The Indigenous Language Action Forum has made a clarion call for the elevation of South Africa's indigenous languages across the board, including academia and industries in all sectors, right? Business, um, civil society, government and the like. I'm joined on the line by two of their activists, Abram Mashitole and Manzo Hulu. They're uh, joining us now uh, to discuss why South Africa, in spite of us having 11 official languages, we only really see to, seem to see English and Afrikaans across the board, right? Uh, Afrikaans to a lesser extent there, uh, but English, certainly. I mean, we live our lives largely in English and if you don't know the language, your prospects of success in South African society are severely diminished. Abram and Manzo, good morning to you. Hey morning Nicholas. Good morning to listeners. So let me start with you, Abram. Maybe you can can give us uh, the academic approach to this, you being an academic in linguistics. Why does South Africa have such a linguistic disparity as it were? We were a, you know, a nation in 1994 that tried to embrace all of our cultures, all of our our tongues. We have 11 official languages but as I've already mentioned, if you don't know English, well sorry for you, you're not going to go very far in South Africa. Yeah,
4: absolutely Nicholas. I mean, I think that, say the South African linguistic landscape is both complex and and tragic. You know, for one, many South Africans don't get opportunities to learn English meaningfully. And that is a question of poor teaching in South African schools and the racialized nature of English. But the second aspect, it relates to the reality that uh, many African people don't get opportunities to learn their own languages in much more meaningful ways. And by that I mean that say, they're denied opportunities to use African languages to access education, to access knowledge, to access life-saving information about health, democracy and economy. And, and this is truly devastating for any humans because say, you know, language is, is a definitive utility for making sense of reality, you know, to imagine, to reconstruct reality and, and, and they, and that's the strategic nature of South Africa. So, as part of the Indigenous Language Indigenous Language Action Forum, you know, we have we have sat down and looked at the modalities, and we have, you know, there was consensus that the future of South Africa is multilingual, and African languages or indigenous languages are central to the conversation. But uh, we have grown increasingly despondent because, you know, there are a lot of work that is being done to develop African languages. And, and we've noted that people are operating in pretty much silos, and, and there's duplication of certain responsibilities. So it was important for us to sort of create a platform, a forum upon which people who are activists, people in academia, and people in policy, to come together and 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 they you know consolidate base, to share resources, and 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 push a consolidated voice towards mainstreaming multilingualism and indigenous languages in
1: South Africa. If you didn't know, the South African constitution guarantees parity of esteem when it comes to all of our official languages. And you actually are... You have a constitutional right to be served in any official language of your choice within reason at any government institution, any government department, be it a police station to a courthouse. But Manzokulu, (coughs) let me bring you in here. I mean, you wouldn't have... Mm. Kaluma Language Services, were that the case, right? I mean, you're the owner-director of a company that, uh, that does translation and interpretation services in all official languages. And I suppose there wouldn't really be a market for you if the state was able to to keep to this constitutional idea that all official languages should be available to, to all citizens.
3: In a large way, yes. But uh, reality is that this market is ever dwindling, exactly because there is a general lack of political will by the bulk of South Africans to assert their identity through heritage language. When we do this work, yes, we do get uh, some requests to do this kind of work, but we keep ever asking ourselves, who are we actually doing this work for? for a dwindling older generation perhaps who do not understand English, who do not have a good command of the language, uh, or are we simply just doing it for people who want to read and to speak and think in their heritage language? Who are we exactly serving? Who is the consumer of our service? That is what we keep asking ourselves because we notice that more and more South Africans seem to be moving away from their home language. They are embracing English as the only language that really makes sense. There seems to be this thinking that uh, sophistication, prestige, status in Africa comes through a colonial language, which is... English in, in South Africa, but the, the trend is virtually the same, not only in our country, but everywhere else where you look in Africa, Portuguese, French,
1: and so forth. Abram, why do we have this tendency in South Africa for uh, the, uh, the current generation of youth and, and maybe even the youth of my generation as well uh, to turn their back on multilingualism? For it to be there, but not be seen as the route to power and success. Uh, I should think that as many languages as you can speak is going to be an asset for you. But that's not always the case.
4: Yeah, absolutely, Nicolas. I mean, I think uh, we have to link this to the broader, you know. Reality that they, you know in south africa african people are still minoritized and and you know by the by being minoritized i mean that a a a